0: Welcome, everyone, to the Not Funny Guys Presents Why, exploring the philosophy, rhetoric, and cultural impact of the MCU. I am your host, Dr. John, and I am joined here by my best friend, Eric.
1: Hey. We are
0: here to explore and discuss different aspects and ideas floating around the MCU as we, with our other podcast and other host, Casey. And other best friend. Yes, our (laughs) other best friend explores the films here we'll look into some of the uh the ideas and some of the things that stick out to me and you know have a little debate about it and we're going to start by asking why hmm. and so this is episode 1 i'm calling this the perils and pitfalls of the boy genius club with our introductory members of tony stark and bruce banner
1: oh oh i thought it was why you invited me <laughs> <laughs>
0: so first of all let's let's do a little comic book background um okay. So we can, you know, we can help Eric here who has less experience with the comic book. We'll bring you up to speed. I'm, I, I
1: don't know. I've just been just, you know, living up the billionaire life. That's why.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but only one of these guys is a billionaire. The
1: Nepo, the Nepo baby life.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've got Hulk. Um, He is actually the one of, of well, chronologically, he appeared first in 1962. He actually appeared in his own title, The Incredible Hulk. And interestingly enough, his full name is Dr. Robert Bruce Banner.
1: Did he appear in the full title in '62 in his own yes, title? Yes, in 62? 1962.
0: Nice. Yeah. He kind of is born out of like the uh, the fascination with monsters. That was a very popular genre, and of course, he was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um the the sort of Bruce Banner Hulk dynamic uh, does oftentimes today get referred to or compared to uh, DID or dissociative identity disorder, mm. uh, which was okay. used to be what we used to call um split personality basically
1: like schizophrenia essentially well no d- it's a different split
0: personality is slightly different um think okay. about it this way you've seen moon Knight. moon Knight tech yeah. tech is that very smack dab
1: oh kettle. okay so yeah, that really little, is the illness at that point yes so very much okay. so
0: so we we will actually uh return to this in the sense yeah. that later yeah. definitely in our discussions on our other podcasts for certain and, of course, in this, his powers were unlocked specifically in the comic books by the detonation of a gamma bomb, and he went out to save a young gentleman by the name of Rick Jones, who has had his own little torrent place in the MCU, but the moron was driving onto a test range.
1: Wait, so, Rick Jones was? Yeah. Really yeah, really I don't cool. know. I mean, you got to save him, right? That's the whole. You yes, got yes, to yes. Is this is where we
0: established that Bruce is very much. He's a, a good, good guy. guy yeah. But, of course, ultimately, Stan Lee has admitted that a lot of the inspiration for how he conceived the Hulk came from things such as Frankenstein and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, which certainly. makes a lot
0: of obvious sense, yeah. you know. So there's a literary route there. Now,
1: there even feels like there's a, a slight bit of don't not to get ahead of anything. Sorry, but the um, no. young Frankenstein, like there's almost that sort of feel to Hulk as like the young Frankenstein's Frankenstein's monster.
0: Well you know if you think about his obsession with money cure, sorry. he's got that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um it just so happens that the in his case the uh, the monster is not a separate entity.
1: True. It's True. Him, you Fair know. You yeah. know.
0: But in a sense if you actually re- you know if you if you are familiar for those of you in the audience who've read Frankenstein Frankenstein Dr. Frankenstein is the real villain of that story. Just like Oh you know. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. He's the villain. And I mean to to me the, Frankenstein's monster was always a slight metaphor uh, allegory for for, you know for personality right and for kind of the way man could be you know at times being both gentle with the 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 girl at the lake or whatever Mm -hmm. and then brutal as in with the girl at the lake right um so so yeah
0: no you're correct uh so now (laughs) it's our second our second figure here is iron man or his full name anthony edward tony stark nickname short for anthony Uh, what's his middle name you made it sound like that was his middle name (laughs) yeah i know i love that um he stark is actually based according to what most of the things including stan lee noted he is based on the brilliant reclusive inventor manufacturer Howard hughes that is basically Mm. who he is yeah i could see that analog for okay interestingly enough the character wasn't just created by stan lee he actually created it in conjunction with his brother larry lieber and the design for Iron Man came from Don Heck and Jack Kirby, so there were actually four people involved. And I also think like the character.
1: the MCU design of Stark Industries and and what we've seen already in in the in the universe with with Marvel, mm-hmm. to me makes me think of like Lockheed Martin, and so I always thought there was a certain play towards that large. Um, Sort of, you know, U.S. you know supplier of, of weapons and stuff like that,
0: and that's and that's kind of similar and military to,
1: tech in general. Stark right? Industries in the yeah exactly exactly
0: it's had different iterations. Uh, he first appeared in Tales of Suspense number thirty nine in March nineteen sixty three, so almost in the year after the Hulk. Um, okay. of course, his original origin story, being in the nineteen sixties, was he was captured in Vietnam, not Afghanistan, even though the yeah. overlapping parallels in the MCU kind of worked there. Uh, And it's been noted that Stan Lee apparently envisioned Tony Stark's as a means to explore elements of the Cold War, uh, American technology and industry engagement in the fight against communism. So a lot of Hmm. the origin story behind the comic book Tony Stark has a lot to do with that the time and place it was created, whereas Hulk is much more of a science versus humanity Iron Man is a little bit more of like industrial representation of a larger concept of American culture and, and and very much an element of the Cold
1: War. Yeah, I mean, there's almost a space race feel to Iron Man, right? That a little he's, bit, yeah. He, like, I mean, the MCU, I think the original Iron Man, well, I say the original. Yeah, the original. Um, you know, it, it kind of establishes Tony Stark as racing against himself in a way to establish better and better tech, right?
0: Yeah, no, I mean that is that is a theme in the comics and, and they do carry that over into the films as well.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I mean a bit he's facing as well. That, others, that's kind yeah.
0: of a, an undercurrent. We'll see more theme. of
1: that in that way.
0: Yeah, it's an undercurrent theme in a lot of the Tony Stark narrative, particularly in, in his individual films, but also in the comic books too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we've just transplanted that into a new era. Now, as we turn now to the MCU, there's let's say that there is a lot to say and there will be more to discuss, of course, about sure. uh, Tony Stark because we're not going to be finished with him, but. With their emergences into the MCU, we find these two men, who are qualified geniuses, seeking to experiment on themselves. Well, with one, say Tony Stark, it's more of a, a experimentation of necessity. He's driven by a sense of he has to find a way to survive. Whereas Bruce Banner is sort of being driven by this desire to Prove his experiment, and prove his theories, and um, at you know, in some ways, that I believe they were working on. Um, I'm pretty sure they were developing. I don't know if they said this in the Incredible Hulk movie, but they were very much working on trying to find a new way to unlock the old uh, Super Soldier Serum. Yes,
1: yeah, so you know, they were. That's they were actually what work on that. What Blomsky so was taking
0: guy, Yeah, Bruce was the guy leading the leading the experiment. And of course, it backfires. Right, and so both, um, in a sense, both figures realized they that they made mistakes. <laughs> Tony, It's more about the weapons. Uh, And so he becomes Iron Man in a way to sort of do away with the weapons manufacturing in a sense, put it upon his shoulders to do and make things right. And Bruce, on the other hand, of course, is once again, once he becomes the Hulk is concerned that he himself is a danger. And he's very obsessed, of course, about keeping control of his blood, which apparently trusting Mr. Blue is not (laughs) that great of an idea.
1: Well, I if I could throw in uh, uh perhaps a wrinkle here and apologies if so, but like where do you how do you weight the two of them? Right, they're they're both obviously geniuses in their own way, you know, scientifically in terms of Bruce Banner, uh, you know, engineering wise or technologically in terms of Tony Stark, especially, but you know, arguably probably further than that. Um, but at the same time, Tony Stark clearly had an upbringing that allowed him certain privileges. We are at least I am unclear of what Bruce Banner's background was based on the Incredible Hulk which we watched this week. Um and so it's it's unclear if he grew up in the same sort of I mean even the start of Iron Man shows him essentially as like that sort of prince to the throne who can't yes. take the throne until 18 so he oh, has yeah. to wait, you know, and so so he creates a a sort of um you know a a, a little finger sort of character to his side who who manages and eventually comes after him you know (laughs) but like it establishes that sort of you know princedom you know but what about the pauper if you will of of bruce banner to my knowledge right i don't imagine based on what i have seen that bruce banner grew up with the same level of of financial privilege certainly if not even access privilege
0: no i mean i mean obviously tony is just intellectually yeah
1: so how does yeah but but at the same time, Tony's also seemingly brilliant based on the, the the kind of prologue we get in Iron Man telling us that he is, right? In terms of the credits, the montage. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of leads up to this idea that not only did he take over, but he led it in this great new direction, right? And it seems yeah, like I'm not 100% there is a sense
0: sold on that one. I think he was oh. just leading an innovation of what his father had already started. Cause he didn't really mm-hmm. change directions until we meet him in Iron Man after the incident and by the way this sort of ties into our discussion question and it was basically how do we feel about these two characters and their origins as it relates to our culture today and i think we're already kind of reaching into this because we're we're faced with two men who are obviously geniuses one who comes from an incredibly privileged position and so for a time period sort of like shall we say rests upon his laurels Mm -hmm. and another man who is overtly striving to put himself out there This is Bruce Banner. We're talking about someone who's really trying to prove himself and that proving himself without say necessarily, you know, because he, let's say, for example, Bruce Banner doesn't ha- doesn't have independent wealth. He's relying on what benefactors, but in, terms of, credit, in terms of Bruce Banner's
1: in terms of his rock, drive, military. in terms of his drive though, Bruce Banner, is it ethical or is it like personal? Right? I mean, mm-hmm. You kind of debate that as like, oh, he's he's out to prove something. But I I question whether or not is he working toward to solve a problem? And he just he can't not solve the problem. Right. And so, therefore, he has to make himself the subject in order to move forward because no one will advance the agenda otherwise. Right. So is he not only a genius, but also essentially saying, you know what? Fine. If I can't get any other testing ability, I'm going to test myself.
0: He's reckless.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. You know what he is?
0: He's a, uh, he's a uh, Willem Dafoe's green goblin, Norman Osborn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, arguably Very the much. same, same thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's easy to have almost seen that he, he just could have been a turns villain. out a
1: little bit better. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. but, I mean, he could have almost been a villain. I mean, he almost oh, literally, yeah. I mean, he is arguably at times in the MCU even.
0: And consider that, I mean, he's considered a monster. So he is the outcast, the freak. He is the Frankenstein's creation um not necessarily shall we say morally evil but like morally amoral
1: i mean we're far off from it now but isn't avengers 2 doesn't that open with the hulk buster because hulk's losing his shit
0: well it's yeah we get to jump ahead there but you know yeah i mean it's the idea that it's a contingency plan
1: right but remember but but they use it but i'm saying that like it's it's not just a matter of like if like everyone's talking about it like it actually shows up on screen and they fight right yes I, I'm not spoiler alert for ahead of the thing. <laughs> I'm sure it's still an old movie at this point. But, I'm you know, I mean, we get there. We've all watched it. Well, not all of us, maybe, but we've watched it, you know. Yes. But to to my knowledge, right, the idea of Hulk is this part of what makes the Hulk the Incredible Hulk movie that is going back to this week is that he is part villain in that movie even. Right. They try to kind of lean towards him being problematic as as a monster right as a kaiju
0: think about think about the way though that bruce himself views it bruce himself sets the tone and when he says those lines about how he doesn't want to, he wants to get rid of it he doesn't see yeah. hulk as an individual yeah. being and this is something right. i think he wrestles with it up until bad. we up until we see that transformation um in endgame where he finally realizes that he has to bring both sides of himself together, he doesn't recognize. He's like he's having like that's that you know he's having like a psychological issue where he doesn't seem to acknowledge that Hulk is a part of him. Right. They're he not. Se- the they're, it's not a separate creation. It is literally an aspect of himself that has been amplified beyond control. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time in the MCU, and I'll be fascinated to see how they go forward with this. He treated this as you know a mistake to be undone and i think that speaks though interestingly to a lot of you know things that go on let's say in our culture today with the way we um the hubris that goes into things with um inventors and creators who mm-hmm. always put on these things and of course we can talk about elon musk after iron man 2 where he has a guest spot if does you he watch it already folks you should take a look at it. he's in there
1: i knew There's i knew uh, some other totally celebrities smart, in there which
0: you know, fits in with this sort of Howard Hughes um cultural genius, you know, all around. And it doesn't necessarily and I think there's a there's an aspect of American culture reflected in comic books and I think in both the figures of uh Bruce Banner and Tony Stark of people of exceptional genius who perhaps take risks and engage in behavior that um where they don't seem to consider the fallout for other people. Not to swing us into a lot of ethical discussion here, we can do that another time. I, I mean, but I think it's interesting to think of the fact that I think when we talk more about Iron Man two, some of uh, Stark's Tony Stark's ethical behavior starts to get quite questionable. Sure. Um, and so I think I mean, that Panner, is the plot it's the of Avengers two. <laughs> <It's> very risk taking. <laughs> yeah. you know, the idea that I can take the risk, but and the, and you think the consequences will only be limited to you.
1: Yes. You no. Know, yeah, More very. Thought. I mean, is that narcissism at that point? Is that it what that constitutes? Little, yeah, right. I, I mean, in fairness, it's Tony Stark. I'm not surprised. Well, even Bruce Banner
0: has quite a bit of it himself. His intellect uh, is part of his know.
1: narcissism. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, he. Uh, so Bruce Banner, I mean, maybe tangent here, but is completely underrepresented in the MCU, in my opinion. I, I Not that I not that he's not represented in terms of screen time or even story sidekick. arcs. Yeah, he's very much the sidekick, and we have really yet to get a Bruce Banner arc. We've actually seen a lot of growth of Hulk, but we have yet to see much of anything in terms of Bruce Banner, kind of assuming now that the new Hulk is a Hulk Banner versus just the Hulk, right? And so in, in some way, we're arguing that some of the the arc here is merging right between both hulk and and banner um but i to that end i feel like we have yet to really understand who banner was why he did what he did you know to to play on the why but also to really understand how he as banner has struggled to accept this new side of him outside of like some traumatic triggering events right so that's kind of what we've seen of him in the mcu which is even to incredible hulk and i mean obviously i'm speaking forward to mark ruffalo quite a bit too but you know the entire incredible hulk movie an edward norton was just him going through trauma essentially yeah. as bruce banner and then the only time he was kind of okay <laughs> or accepting of the situation was when he was hulk and i mean he was angry about the situation but he was dealing with it right yeah so i, I don't know I, I, i'd like to see more bruce banner you know, i think I now, now that the rights
0: have reverted back to marvel and we get maybe a world war you know a world war hulk or whatever we're getting you know maybe yeah. we can do more with that now that we have more foot control of it totally we're past the trauma and maybe do a deeper exploration on Bruce Banner himself
1: I actually think that they're setting up a possibility for that if not doing it directly and I just don't know with Hulk and his son where they can create this sort of like father-son road trip movie and we yeah. learn a lot about Banner through that but Banner the Hulk and that's fine right we can understand who Banner was even if he's speaking and narrating essentially as as Banner as Hulk yeah. Banner you know as no, Hulk no, yeah, I
0: think that's a good idea because if you really think about it, we, you're right. Hulk has been kind of a psychic because in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. everything from He's the beginning of Iron Man <laughs> 1 to Endgame, that's Tony Stark's narrative in a lot of ways. Almost the entire oh, yeah. thing, if closely oh, yeah. looked at, is mainly a Tony Stark narrative.
1: I mean, we call it phase one, but when we're out in phase 12 or 23, you know, down the line.
0: Phases, let's see, phases one through four. Yeah. We'll just call 12, it the Stark, Stark era.
1: That's what we'll say. The Stark era. Yeah. Right at that point. Yeah. Era, That's exactly what you know, it was. You know, the Stark Kingdom. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, because I, I, I find it infinitely fascinating to trace the character from Iron Man 1 all the way through Endgame and what you end up seeing develop and change. And of course, if you follow along with us and come back for our next episode and the episodes Please that do. come after, we will continue to explore these and many other themes and characters as we go. So make sure you like and subscribe. So you can not only check out our little bonus episodes here, but also our main episodes where we go deep into these films. And this coming week, we've got Iron Man two and Thor, so as well as a couple getting...
1: shorts in between.
0: Uh, we got yeah, we got the Consultant and uh, what was the uh, on my way. A to the funny hammer.
1: thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Yes.
0: so we got some shorts. All that stuff, by the way, folks, can be found on Disney Plus. So it's not hard to follow along. Um, Another library. Feel free to... Was that
1: another library? Yes, another library. And
0: another, we can also get another recommendation for a library, which Eric is doing a fantastic job. So, I want to thank everybody for your time. Check us out, rate, subscribe, let us know how we're doing on the main podcast. Let us know how we're doing on this one if you want to hear more. And we will catch you on the flip side later. Later.